All right. Oh, somebody says, let's say this together, our Father. You know, sound like you mean our Father. In the name of your Son, Jesus, we receive revelation that is found in Christ. There is no confusion. There is no contradiction in this atmosphere. We behold you as we see ourselves in him. Your name alone is glorified. And we are edified. Amen. Not sound like you mean amen. amen. All right. When we come together, the spirit, the gifts of the spirit in our gathering. That's what I call this. The gifts of the spirit in our gathering. When we come together, as we approach our annual camp meeting, camp meeting, we are going to be having diverse times of the Holy Ghost, the gifts of. And one thing about camp meeting is that yes, I will minister, but one of the things about camp meeting is that you will minister too. <laughs> you will minister to believers, give them word of knowledge, accuracy, word of wisdom, the gifts of the Spirit, utterances, revelation, power, such that, yes, I'm going to minister, but right in our midst in camp meeting, we're going to be having believers minister to people and the power of God is flowing. Hallelujah. How about that? You know, so I've seen a preacher who said, don't teach your people those things. Ah, they will not respect you. It's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> so why do you want to be a superstar by all costs? What was that crave for it? So meetings play a very important role in our lives as believers. And it is so major that we cannot afford to despise or treat them with little importance. Meetings play a major role for the believer. Hebrews 10 verse 24. You see Hebrews 10 verse 24. It says, let us consider one another. Let's go there. Hebrews 10 verse 24. Uh, series. This, uh, I, I hope to be able to finish this in, you know, on time. Maybe two Maybe next week I should be done. I want to try and finish it early so that I want to teach you on encounters. I don't even want to hear that. I want to teach you on encounters, how to have encounters with God, things like that. I want to just prepare you for camp meetings so that when you have an entire camp meeting like this, you understand what you are, what you are in for and um, the times. You know, we said there's a place, right? I would say there's a time, right? I'm going to feel that blessed you. There's a place, there's a time, okay? God is a God of places. God is a God of timing too. All right, look at Hebrews 10 verse 24. It says, Let us consider one another and provoke unto love and to good works. That word provoke there, it implies to stimulate, to stir up. So that means the essence of our gathering. Why did you come to service this kind of evening? Is to, is to be provoked. Now, you know, provoke now in our world is negative. Why are you provoking me? <laughs> Why did you provoke me? That's, I, I, I keep telling people, I said, the Bible is not as English as you think. No. Provoking the Greek implies to stimulate, to stir up. So that means the essence of Christian gathering is to stir up one another to good works. So that means... When I see a brother praying, I can be inspired. But you know in our today's world, you will criticize it and say, Oh no, that person is too extreme. Why is he shouting that much? No, you should see that person and say, Wow, I think I can pray, like, I can pray better. 
You see somebody worshipping, just, you know, you, you should be provoked. You should be stirred up. So that means we can stir up one another. It says, let us consider one another. So that means when we come to service, we are considering one another, provoking unto love and to good works. In verse 25, he now says, not forsaking. He got a Igatalopio in the Hebrew, I won't spell it, just leave that, don't worry. Today is not for Greek. Today is for going straight to the point. <laughs> it means to leave behind, to abandon, to desert. It was the start saying what Paul used in 2 Timothy 4 verse 10 when it says, Demas has forsaken me. That word forsaking. That is, he redew from an healthy relationship or a supernatural relationship or selfish and worldly pursuit. So when he says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. He now says, but exalting one another, even as you see the day approaching. When he says the manner of some there, that one manner is from the word ethos, that is the custom. That is the traditions, the set, the habit of some people. Some people don't care. The custom. So that means the writer of Hebrew, so the, 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 the Hebrew of, the, the, you know, I took a class one time in, in IPUI years ago on the New Testament, uh, the New Testament, uh, what, what's the, the New Testament, um, is it the New Testament theology? Or so, something, and we're debating. We we had to debate who the writer of Hebrew is. I believe he's a Paul's associate. I nobody can dispute that. It's Paul's associate that wrote the book of Hebrews. But we 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 just call it the writer of Hebrews. But some people have called it Paul. He's not Paul. But I believe he's an associate because he had some slants of Paul's writing. Because when you study the scripture properly, there's a way he writes. You will see there's. There's a way, way, okay, let, let me teach you something. Oh, this is after my sample. How did I get here now? Oh, God. Don't forget, please. <laughs> Before we stay too much in theology like that. Okay, let me just say it and I'll run away. So there's a way, when you, when you approach scriptures, you must study the, in, in studying the scripture, there's something called language, there's something called the grammar. You must approach the, the mode of communication of the writer. There's a Moses' terminology you must always understand. There's a way Moses approached his writing. How many of you understand in scripture, especially from Genesis to the Taonomi, there's a way Moses approached his writing and he used two things, like heaven, earth, day, night, morning, evening, um, Adam, Eve, Abraham, and his brother, Lot, Joseph, and his 12 brothers, Jacob, Esau. There's just that tutu narrative. It's a mode of communication. You will take it, you will just take it, you just say, oh, no. That's, that's not how to do it. You must understand how the writer always writes scriptures. You must. If you don't understand how he writes scripture, I'm very grateful I'm not a science today because my knowledge of reading things intently really helps me in my study of scripture. You must understand, okay, why is this? And today, that has become the mode of language that every author of scripture have used. Because Moses started it that way. He just started it with two things. Tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Tree of the knowledge of... Just two, he just used... There's just that two, two, two comparisons. 
he made. And he was trying to drive a Cain and Abel. Those were not the only two children, but he made those two prominent in his writings. You will see Joseph too and the other twelve. It now seems like Joseph did not have other twelve, but he was just very prominent. Very so when you are reading when you are reading scriptures, how did we get here? Oh God! Okay, let me be fast. I need to. I'm so excited to teach Jesus. Jesus is my is one of my is. I don't want to say best because I like teaching theology too and all. I mean doctrinal issues and all. But one of these I enjoy that is the most easiest for me to teach that I can teach you close eyes, open eyes, is the gifts of the spirit. I've taught it over the years how to teach how believers can flow with the gifts of the spirit accurately, and it has and I've seen tremendous results over the years. So it's not it's it's something that. I did it, to be honest with you, I didn't much prepare today. I just knew that I, I know what to come and say. <laughs> Over the years, I've taught it, taught it, taught it. Do you get it? Now, so where were we before? So you must understand the mode of writing that the writer of scripture is passing across in studying the scriptures. So that means when you read the scriptures, you must read it as a whole. So there's a grammatical context of which Paul talks. When Paul talks, you know this is Paul. Ah, when you say, and ah, even without saying the high Paul, there's a signature to his writing. When you start saying in him, in Christ, in whom I am, eh, you don't say that's Paul. John now used, you will look at John's writing. John used some of those terminology. It is so 100% believed that John, John was one of the last persons to write in scripture, the book of John, 1st John, 2nd John, 3rd John, and Revelations, they were the, the last books to be written in the New Testament and to be added to the scriptures. It was so believed that he learned at least a bit from Paul. You will see John's terminology too, similar, a little bit similar to the wordings of the way Paul wrote. Such that Peter even acknowledged in 2 Peter 3, he says, our beloved brother Paul, in whom the, the doctrine of his salvation. So that means they've learned from these guys and you can see some of his terminologies in their writings. So you must pay closer. So when you are reading scripture, don't just go to scripture and just go and pick it. Uh, chapter 10 verse 1. Boom. What a remark for me. You will miss the context. Because when they were writing, they didn't write in chapters and verses. No. Mm -mm. They, it was somebody like you that put it there later on. And I believe is one of the wrongest things they did for us in Bible study. Because it is their own interpretation. When I was teaching in Genesis, okay, let's, let's do, let's, let, me, let, me, let me show you something. Let's go to Genesis 1. So let's, let's see how to read. Go to Genesis 1. Let me show you something. Oh, how did we get here? Oh, but I just feel like you need to understand this and I can't leave it. Oh, oh. This is why you should be praying for your pastor, that your pastor is focused. <laughs> I want to focus on his teaching. He has what? Oh. Uh, okay. Let's do this. Is this blessing you? Okay, let's do this so that we can go quickly to the um, gifts of the Spirit. All right, look at the Genesis 1. Let's read from verse 30. Genesis 1. So I will show you how, how, con how to read in context. Look at the Genesis 1, verse 30. And to every beast of the field, to every, to every beast of the hair, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creeped upon every day. I want you to pay attention. I'm sure that all of you, yeah, all of us, we, we have a couple of, quite a, a couple of knowledge. 
and everything that creeped upon the earth, wherein there is life, and I've given every green half for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he has made, and behold, it was good. And in the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Look at in verse two, chapter 2, verse 1. Oh. And I said, Thus the heaven and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he has made, and he rested on the seventh day, and all the work which he has blessed. And God sanctified the seventh days, and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that's in which he has, he has rested from all his work which God has created. In that says in verse 4, these are the generation of the heaven and earth. Now tell me, should chapter 1 not have ended in chapter 2 verse 3? How many of you agree that chapter 1 should have ended in chapter 2 verse 3? Let me see your hands. Oh yes. That's how to read. You have to read it as a conversation. Then the next context was now, these are the generation. It's to tell you that they, they were, it was just an interpretation. It's to show you that this, when Moses was writing, not say verse 1, it's just like saying they wrote an epistle, epistles to the current. So you mean Paul was writing verse 1, chapter 1. No, when you are writing a letter, you write it straight. It is not in the bringing it together. They now put it in chapters and verses. So you must learn to read the Bible as a conversation. So that way you will understand it properly. That's why I'm very... And very few when people leave scripture out of context. You are not, you won't have a true worship of God if you if you misinterpret the scriptures. You won't even have a proper Christian life or a proper Christianity if you misinterpret the scripture or if you leave the scripture out of context. You must read it as a conversation. If you want to understand a book, let me tell you, I tell people, if you want to understand a book, how would you go to the end to go out or to the middle first? You start from the beginning. How do you want to understand the Bible without reading Genesis? If you have your many of Genesis wrong, you are going to miss every other part of the scripture wrong. That's the truth. But today now, we'll just pick our Bible, and that thing they did now has affected us. They just, some people just sat down and just put chapters and verses for us. This Bible also went, some people don't know that their Bible went through editorial work. <laughs> they edited some things now to make it perfect and more simple for you like this as a Bible. They took it, cut it, cut it, review it. Let's take this one out. Let's do it. Yeah. Some people say, is the Bible complete? I tell them, ah, the Bible is just honest. Stop looking for what is complete or is not complete. Anything that has money involvement will always have mistakes. Are you getting what I'm saying? Anything that has man's involvement, and this is purely man's work, yet God inspired. And I explained inspiration for us over the years. I've explained inspiration. Inspiration doesn't mean God dictated the scripture. We are not Muslims. I have to call them out. We are not Muslims that believe that God dictates their scripture. They say, oh yeah, right, in the beginning, in the beginning. That's not it though. <laughs> I argued with some Muslims. We were in a panel for about four or five hours. About 25 Muslims and they were asking me. I said, no, hey, don't come to that. Hey, I see. <laughs> That's not real. You believe your Bible was dictated that angel was given there and they were writing it. Yet, <laughs> yet your religion is still the one causing problem. <laughs> is God had dictated that one. Imagine if God did not dictate it. How many problems people would have caused? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm a Christian. I don't have to apologize. So, I don't... I'm born again. It's, the person I will be angry with this is who is not a Christian. <laughs> Me, I'm going to heaven. They are going to hellfire. It's the truth. <laughs> so, 
We're in that panel. I said, no. We never said. Whoever told you missed it. We never said. Our Bible is deleted. They now show me. Hey, why was this part? They say the same text, but similar things. Similar. They say this this verse has 6 p.m. The same story. This verse has 3 p.m. I say, uh -huh. I say, and I ask them the question. Look at what I asked them in that panel. I said, as we are in this panel now, can you give me a detailed account? And I said, let's, let's do a practical. And I said, tell me what has happened in the last 20 minutes in this panel. The person said, eh, this person. And I said, another person do the same thing. And I said, eh, and I said do you see that they did it not early? Exactly, that's how they wrote it. <laughs> I said, exactly. Two different people sat there at different times and wrote. I said, that is. He said, hey, he said, hey, but you know, they will always look for something. But when they were tired, I just said, I said, you are just insincere. Yeah, that's very easy. I like, I mean, these ones are very, these ones are logical. I don't like the ones that always want to fight you all the time. I mean, I like to have logical, intelligent conversation about the Bible. Not so that, no, no, no. If the Spirit told me, no, when is that the Spirit told me, I just feel like you don't study. Charismatics run into that Spirit told me, Spirit told me things. <laughs> no, it's the Lord that told me. When you ask challenge then, I say, eh, but God still told me, it's my personal revelation. Ah, ah, calm down. Let's address that thing God told you. At least we go, go outside this world. He will not now. Are you getting what I'm saying? How did we get here? Oh, take me back. Take me back. I'm backslidden now. Oh, boy. Eh? Tradition, manner. As the manner of some is okay. Wait, wait, how did we reach here? The letter of Hebrews. Okay. Ah, I was wondering how we got into Genesis, Scripture. You know, when they told Paul, he said, too much learning has made him mad. So, I think... <laughs> <laughs> you know that's what they told Paul in Acts 27, say, too much learning has made you mad, bro. <laughs> so, uh, Hebrews, wait, wait, Hebrews, what did I call it? Let's just go into the gifts of the Spirit. So there's hot trans gifts. Let's just go straight. Because if I keep jumping around like this, we'll, we'll leave here. But before we get there, like I always tell us, there are, there are different kinds of meetings in the body of Christ, in the local church. And like I said, like, like the book of Hebrews said, it's, we should not um, neglect the assembly of the brethren. That is, we should not abandon the customs of Christian meetings. And I said something on Sunday, and I said that many of us don't understand that when we come together, that same Jesus, I think I said it last week, Tuesday too, that that same Jesus... Who, is, who walked upon the street of the head thousand years ago is in this service today. That means a lot can happen in the service. But we just have to be sensitive. We just have to know. But that means, and if you, if you notice what I was teaching on Sunday, I said, we have to be in one accord, right? We have to understand how to be in one accord and how to flow. And I said something, I said, we make the service what we want it to be. That means if we want the service to have the atmosphere of the power of God, we can make it be that way. Because we looked at 1 Corinthians 11 in church and we said that the church of Corinth were the ones dividing their church themselves, right? We said that on Sunday. We now said, we now said something. We now said that we can make the service what we want it to be. That means if I want to have an healing service now and say, okay, Let's heal the sick. 
people on wheelchair, people that is blind, people that is lame. Okay, bring them. You know, you will have that consciousness in your mind, right? That this is an healing service, right? I mean, we, we had so many healing campaign now and we held, we had healing service. In fact, we had to talk about different medical conditions, different healing conditions and they got healed by the power of God. Now, so that means we can make the atmosphere of a service what it should be. So when the writer of people was saying, not forsaking the assembly of the brethren, we said that forsaking is neglecting, right? Just despising it. So, and I said something on Sunday. I said, what do you say? Okay, I'm going to say this on Sunday. So, but hear it now. What do you say before you come to service? This is how we introduce things before I preach, before I teach you gifts of the Spirit. See, even me as a pastor, before I minister sometimes, many other times when I'm in the green room or just before I minister, I just speak words. I say, today I'm going to bless lives. My words is going to matter to the out of the era. If people will meet list, if people will pick this up, even in the next 50 years, it's still going to change lives. I just use my words. I haven't prayed, I use my words. Do you know if you said, if you had said before you come to this service, this service is going to be a glorious service for me. This service I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be ministered to. My life is going to change. I'm not going to return the same way I came. You know, you will have what you say. You know, we looked at how faith confession works. You are, we're going to have what you say. I about, I can prophesy. I can give word of knowledge easily. I can function with the gifts of the Spirit easily. I about that. That's, how, that's one of the best ways I learned how to flow with the things of the Spirit. I set my words in motion and I see it happen. At least, maybe before I come to service, I'll just say, oh yeah, I'm going to call out word of knowledge today accurately by the Spirit of God. I'm going to by the Spirit of God, give specifics, call out names, call out cases, call out issues, and I'll minister to them by the power of God and lives will be touched. I say it with my words, and I see it happen. You know, if you keep saying it more often, you're going to, as it were, get more better or get more results. Because a lot of us have turned... Our faith confession work to just have natural life. Speak the right words. Speak the right. No, no. You also use it in some. You also use it in service. I just told you what I do before I come to service. Maybe when I, maybe if I've prayed, I've, I've told you I know what I'm about to share. Maybe when I'm having my shower, all I'll just be saying is, it's going to be a great service this evening. Um, lives are going to be blessed. Lives are going to be touched. Uh, I'll minister with precision and accuracy. My words would have all chances of God's spirit. I'll just be talking. I'll just be talking, setting things in motion. So sometimes I'll come to service and sometimes I don't know what I said. But because I know I haven't prayed, I've set my words in motion, I know that whatever I will say will bless lives. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we can also be that astute and be that accurate. You know, for those of you that will be singing in camp meeting, you can say, as I sing and I minister in camp meeting, uh, lives are going to be blessed. My singing and my preaching won't be with the enticing words of my wisdom. I won't just want to bless people with the sonorousness of my voice. I don't train all of you. I don't train any of you here to be doing... Ah, that's not why we sing. We sing for edification. If you want to get that, go to a Beyonce concert. Are you getting what I'm saying? We don't sing here for all those... Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. 
Sing and the dead be raised. That is what I believe. Um, we, we are not here for entertainment. Church is not for entertainment. If you want to sing, sing and let the dead be raised. Sing and let people walk off from the wish here. I've seen Sinatra. How many of you know Sinatra? The person that sang Waymaker. I saw Sinatra sang Waymaker and somebody stood up from the wish here. You can't tell me that person is not anointed. A pastor told her, sing me a song. And somebody jumped off of the wish as she was singing. You can't tell me. That's what, we, that's what singing means. You can't tell me that, that woman did not pray. You can't tell me she wasn't. You, you can't tell me that she wasn't anointed. But you know in our today's world, no power, nothing backing it up. Just the sonorousness of their voice. Yeah. And that's why it seems like I'm very harsh on you. I'm still the I'm still going. I'm going to forever be the choir leader in this church forever. Even though we even though we choir reach one million, I will still be the chief. Yes, there will be a choir, leader, but I will still be the chief leader. Because you can't you can't be a choir and not pray. God forbid. I can't take it because that's where you know. I don't even know that it's choir places that there used to be carnality the most in church. Oh, I've been around. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not a small boy in ministry. I'm a small boy. I've seen this. <laughs> I remember one brother. <laughs> this guy is a choir member. He stole my phone because it was a Blackberry. You don't understand. He was supposed to be one of the choir members that we look up to. Where are you, brother? Why are you stealing phone in church? We have to be begging the brother, return the phone. You know, then with Blackberry is traceable, it's like iPhone. You can you can use your ping to catch him. <laughs> brother, return phone. That's how Pastor got involved in the church, in the case. They almost suspended the drum. He was the chief drummer. This was years ago. And that's because people don't take we we leave little things to chances. We don't say, oh, because it's uh, me, in this church, you can't walk in the department and not be praying. Oh, you know. You are doing technical going, you are praying. I remember one <laughs> I remember one time when we when technical team, something happened. I don't know, maybe they did not fix one wire or something. Maybe the team not work. They just started praying it out. I said, in my head, I did not talk. That's what I like. Don't be praying to figure it out. How will you be an usher? Us, you should usher and People are coming inside, and not that they are coming inside, they are seeing you and they, are, they want to go back. <laughs> you should be usher people, people are seeing you and say, glory to God. You should usher and usher people and say, as you shake the person, the sickness leaves. You are even making the job easier for the pastor. Yes! That's, that's supernatural community show show. Ah, no. I got my usher and as you are usher, you are even causing more problems. You know, that's why I have to teach some of you how to hold people in, in some early campaign. Because you, the power of God is pulling on the person. You are, you are distorting the... You are, because of the way you want to hold the person not to fall, you are distorting the power of God to walk. Because this thing is operation now. You actually... As, if not that I'm skilled as it... As, if not that of, of years of experience and skill, when you lay hands on people and the power of God is flowing, you, the thing can be distorted. When you are holding the person, you are trying to. You are, where the power of God has to eat, it doesn't eat the place. <laughs> you see them holding the person, holding the, there's a way to do it. That's why they have to be prayerful too. I'm, I'm saying it because 
all department, you will do VG. You will fast, usher, choir, before committee, such that the glory of God is radiating. Technical, transportation, media boot, operate. You want to even sweep the church, you will pray. So you'll not be sweeping this way and say, Glory, oh, I arrange my blessing. No, you will pray. So that people, the share you arrange as people sit down on it. Ah, uh, what they, 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 maybe they came with depression. They sit down, they share that you have prayed, you were praying as you were arranging. Depression will go. That's, that's ministry. Not um, canal people moving ever. If you want to listen to sonorousness of voice, we cannot do it. We, we can't do it. No church can be better like the world. I'm telling you the truth. You can't have the money. You don't have the money. You don't have the instrument. You don't have the, the skill that somebody like Beyonce has. You don't. Even Marke Johnson, you don't. So why are you trying to, why, why are you, who are you trying to compete with in churches? You don't. No matter how you want to try your, uh, uh, you can't do it like Beyonce. You can't do it. And it's not wrong. It's just how it is. Because why we come to church is for edification. You can't do it like them. You see churches have misplaced priorities. Yes. You can't do it like them. So that means whatever I must do with my own voice must bless life. No matter I want to be an orator. You see, that's why I, I, I look at preachers who are, who are doing motivation speech. You can't, you can't motivate more than people that are doing TEDx. Just imagine. Bill Gates says he wants to hold a conference. And the conference is how to, how to, how to make it in life. Do you know that if he uses... Madison Square Garden, 20,000 sitter, it will not be enough. Just, it's just how to make it in life. Free. You should not even try, just a $1. Even if you do not try, it's just a free event. Hope you know, three days, that place is still packed out. It will, because you can't, what, what motivation do you have? Preachers that are preaching money, prosperity, are they among the, the richest in, the, in America? They are preaching prosperity gospel for you. When they do their, when, you, when Forbes do their list, they are not even among the first ten. So what is all the, focus on what on the major deal? Why we come to churches for edification, spiritual gathering? I'm doing this as a foundation so that you can first get things clear. Spiritual gathering. That's why he says when we come together, our gathering is to provoke, stimulate, to stir us up. Our gathering is not to admire the person who say, wow. Say, oh, uh, can that one raise the dead? Okay, what are you saying? I want to sing. I want to preach. I don't know about you. Let me tell you my, one of my biggest desires. I want to preach. And such that as I'm talking like this, Thousands and kilometers away, my voice is echoing somewhere and the sick is being healed. That's my desire. And it's going to happen before I die. It's going to happen. Because my Paul said, I came not into you with enticing words of my wisdom. First Corinthians 2. But with the demonstration of the spirit and power, so that your faith will not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Ah, 
Your singing and your preaching must minister power. Your ushering must be power. Your, your operation department, power. What are you talking about? We, we live in America where there is strong unbelief. Strange things happening, homosexuality. Different, different ATC, different people on their journey to hell. See, we can't do what the world is doing to get them. No! You can't say you want to. That's why I'm not under pressure as a pastor. Never. You don't like the way we sing. Go. I'm not going to impress you. I even want to offend you. Go. Go and look for where they are doing it better. Church is not for that. Church is not for that. We can't, no matter how you want to try it, Michael Jackson, as, as dead as he has gone, is still the highest charting record, even till 2023. You can't beat the kind of crowd he has. You can't beat the kind of audience and attention and the stage performance he has. People came, people traveled from different parts of the country. I was looking at it on social media, to Usher's concert in, in um, Paris. People travel from different parts of the world to attend Usher's concert. I thought Usher was long gone and forgotten. I didn't know he was still that relevant. And what would they do? They would do still shake, but, and that's what you think you want to do in church? No! So when we say no entertainment allowed, we know what we are saying. You see, some people come and be making just of spiritual things. They say, so that's how they were speaking it, and you will be laughing in church. These are holy things. That's how they casted out demon. The pastor is in church. Comedy. You can't do comedy up to Calvin Hart. You can't. Basket mouth. Bovi. Those five, five minutes skits. You can't do it up to them. You can't. It's not church that those things are for. So we must know why was the essence of church. What's the essence? To provoke one another, to steer up one another, the gifts of the Spirit in operation, the power of God in operation, such that you leave church today and tomorrow you see a sick, you are not calling pastor. I don't want to train members that, that, that will be waiting for pastor. Maybe somebody, they will a person in the wish here. All of you say, pastor, come out. No, I expect the usher to have done the job before I come. Yes. Same power, that same Jesus. He says the same spirit is living in us. In Romans 8. That same Jesus, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. He says it shall quicken your mortal body. That same spirit is in you. Yes. My work is to put your attention to it. That's what we are doing with this series. To put your attention to the power of God that is in you. Every believer is born again with power. Every believer. Mark 16, verse 15. This sign shall follow them. It says, in my name, they shall cast out devils. Not, it didn't say pastors. See, they shall speak with new tongues. They shall shake up deadly serpents. Nothing shall by any means hurt them. It says, the Lord walking with them, confirming the signs following. Acts 2, the same thing. Acts 19, the same thing. Peter's shadow, healing the sick, the same thing. 1 Corinthians 14, 26. When we come together, every one of you had a psalm. At a doctrine, at a tongue, at an interpretation. Let all things be done into a divine. So the main essence of why we gather is edification. Not for the sonorousness of the Hallelujah. 
It's good. But can he, can he bless life? Will that heal a sick? Ah. Oh. I remember a youth conference when we were singing to youth conference. That was some years ago. Some people told us, say, ha, ah, the way you sang. The way you sang it, those how my body was feeling okay. I said, yes, that is it. Not as you say, yeah, you put your voice is so good. We are not trying to be good. We are not trying to be good. We want to pray, sing, worship God. It's God we are worshiping, not you. Abby? Am I am I not communicating? It's God we are worshiping now. Who are we singing to? Is it me? Ah. Uh. So you mean that somebody that has voice will not God will not accept it? Oh, let's sing and the dead will be raised, John. That's church. So ushers, choir, media, operation, even people that will share food. Look at the criteria that they used to share food in in R six. Men of honest reports, full of the Holy Ghost. Do you know what full of the Holy Ghost is in context of Book of Acts means? He must know how to give tongues and interpretation. He must be so full that, ah, full of wisdom means he knows God's word properly. Not that when he's asking food, when they are sharing food, they will ask him a question, a question, he cannot answer. Say, hey, hey, what was that scripture in Isaiah? Say, 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 yeah, you know, Isaiah, this, this, that. Say, yeah, even there's something on your body that as I'm sharing the food, you eat it and you'll be healed. That's what Paul, that's what Peter was saying. That's church. How about that, brethren, as a church? No, tell me, guys. That's what Peter said in Acts 6. He said, we will not leave the word of God as our table. Choose among you. Look at the criteria he said. Men of honest report. That means, honest report means you are not questionable. You are not somebody that, we will look at your character. Your character on Instagram is different from the one in church. In church, you are sister. Instagram, you are buddy. Or... Oh, in church, you are, you are bro. <laughs> Instagram, you are ah, you are a troublemaker. <laughs> you are the one that say, "Oh, you trouble out of Israel." <laughs> say, men of honest report, men full of wisdom, and men of the Holy Ghost that we may appoint to do what to serve food, brethren, serve food. What have we turned our church to? Such that even children in churches is backsliding believers that they are putting there. The, the people that are not serious in church. Please, can you help us handle the children? Then you now wonder why the children is not growing well in the world. <laughs> you, you put a backslider. <laughs> you put a backslider to handle the Christian. Me, I'm very grateful for the kind of children church. It's children church I started ministry. Because the woman, ah, will not joke with us. I told myself, the day we will have children church in this church. Ah, serious, it is. Oh boy, the children are blessed. Children of supernatural conditions will be blessed. Ah, they will be so glad they came here. Because from their, from their young age, they will have been knowing how to explain. Ah, as from a child. Just like Paul wrote to Timothy, as from a child, you've known the Holy Scripture. Who is able to make you wise unto salvation? You say, ah, say, yes. That's the truth. What are we turned church to? Drama. Somebody say, I remember one time, 2017. We're arguing on Facebook. Drama ministry. What's, what, what's drama? Did Jesus... 
Let's continue. Did you go in church? I don't have a problem with it. I even write scripts. But not church. How is he going to edify the brethren? Can you do what movie do you want to act that will be perfect that what Hollywood will act? You will watch a movie, you like by the time you are done in the cinema, you will have to clap like ah, yeah. This is movie, but this one look real. I remember the first day I watched Black Planter. I said, ah, how did they do this one? No, no, it's just animation. They just arrange the things, they want to fly one. <laughs> Me too, I, I stood up in the city. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and you want to come and add drama in church? How are you going to meet that standard? How you say that we are wasting time? Then the pastor, after you've done drama, you've done choreography, you've done comedy, then the pastor will not preach. The pastor will say, I don't have time. Sorry, guys, I want to share a short word. And you expect the believers to grow. How will they grow with short word? Jesus did not even use short word. Jesus said from beginning from Moses and all the prophets, he began to expand unto them the scripture. You don't understand. That means Jesus started the sermon from Genesis to Malachi. Imagine that kind of service. It can't be short. Imagine starting teaching and saying, brethren, now we're starting from Genesis. I, I can't imagine how Peter will have just been sitting there. Thomas. Don't be wondering, oh boy. <laughs> I will have just, I will just have been an unbeliever. <laughs> This is beginning from Moses, that is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and all the prophets, Obadiah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, everything. He began to expound. That word expound is the Greek word diamenu. That is, he began to break it, divide it, break it for them, put it into sections, part R. Imagine that service. Imagine the service that Paul had, and Uticus fell down and died. You don't understand? As I'm preaching now, somebody should be sitting on the roof, fall down, die. Paul woke him up. Well, come back to life. Give him food. And Paul continued teaching. You know, if it's our word today, we just do it to Thanksgiving time. Hallelujah. Our man of God has raised the dead. Woo! Hallelujah. We want to praise God. Service will scatter. You will continue service again because man of God has raised the dead. You, are you seeing that? We're having misplaced priority in church. That's why churches don't teach the gifts of the Spirit. There's no time. So only one man is flowing with it and everybody is seeing the man as a superstar. So you come to church and the man is entertaining you. So does this brethren and um, this and that. It's good. But you will not be sitting there and say, hey, man of God, call my case. Man of God. It's good. But you can do the same. Yes. You can. You have to be taught. You have to be taught. And that's why we say there are teaching meetings. In a teaching meeting, the primary aim is that you are taught God's word. You are filled with knowledge. Jesus said we should teach people. There's prayer meeting. The primary aim is that we are praying. I will come to prayer meeting and we'll first sing, I will pray, I will pray, I will pray. The time we'll have used to sing, I will pray, I will pray. At least we'll have prayed. 
That's the song that I don't I consider as the most serious song. That minute you used to say, if I would have just gone to the studio, if I was me, I would just go to the pray. You know it would have been better. Just go to the studio, pray, and let people be pray. Abby, no, I will pray, I will pray, I will pray. <laughs> Just pray. Evangelistic meeting. Where we just go out for outreach. People, believers don't know how to, some believers don't even know how to preach again. Evangelism. One on one. Some, some people, they need pulpits to preach. Until they give people, they can't do one on one. Talk to somebody about Jesus. No. Because they are not taught. That's the responsibility of a believer. Talk to somebody about Jesus. As simple as it is. Evangelistic healing meeting where the sick is healed and believers are ministered to and Holy Ghost meeting. That's where I'm going. So we have Holy Ghost meeting. What's an Holy Ghost meeting? Believers come together and minister to one another. In 1 Corinthians 14, 26, it says when you come together, Every one of you had something. He says, we come together. You see also in Ephesians 5, 18 to 19, Colossians 3, 16, all believers are participating. You see in Acts 2, he says, all disciples, they were filled. They were in one accord. And all of them were filled with the Spirit. So the meetings, Holy Ghost meeting, will lead us to reaching the lost more because it will steer us up. What's an Holy Ghost meeting? It's a multidimensional. I, I call it like a multidimensional meeting where it seems like we can have the word of God taught, but the believers are ministering to one another. So that means, as you are seated right here in service, you can have. You have something. Let's go to that first. I want you to see. Go to that first Corinthians 14. First Corinthians 14. Everybody, let's open our Bibles there. You can have something to minister and bless somebody with. Can I do it where I just say, oh, there's somebody here. Okay, in fact, let me, let me do practical. I, I remember as I was singing, I, I saw someone with a migraine. Who, when we were singing, he left? Who was the person? Like, the person, you came to church with an headache. And as we were singing, it seemed like he left. Who was that person? You don't feel it's you? Oh, you don't feel it again? <laughs> I saw it, but I didn't talk about it. I saw that somebody, it was just, it just I just saw it as we were singing. I just did not talk about it. I just let, let it go. We can do practical. I can, I can do practicals now and just pick you out and call, and call something out. But I don't want to do what I'm teaching you this evening and I will teach you into next week. I don't want to keep doing it and you just be looking at me like, hey, pastor. Mm. There's a place for that and that's honor. But a believer must be taught how to also do the same. Because I've showed you in church, I, we're studying that on Sunday, and I showed you that the primary responsibility of a pastor, according to Ephesians 4, is to build you up in the work of the ministry, to make sure that you are growing spiritually. 
The disciples will not have been able to heal the sick. Look at something. If Jesus did not teach them. Hope you know. Hope you know what I'm saying. Because Jesus taught them. So that means we can teach people how to heal the sick. We've done that in this church over time. We are listening to our sermon on how to minister and receive healing. Um, the sermons we taught in um, sub-healing campaign, healing ocular issues, healing neurological issues. We've taught that. So in Act 4, they prayed and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. The Word of God, it was, the place was shaking. So in our Holy Ghost meetings, we are steered to fulfill the cause of Christ. And the church is edified. The ministry of the believer is more effective. So that means when we minister to one another, we are steered up the more. We said in Hebrews, to, uh, in, Hebrews, uh, in Hebrews that we read, we said to provoke one another, right? That is to steer up, right? To stimulate, right? Right, guys? Okay. So that means the church is edified and the ministry is more effective. So in an Holy Ghost meeting, the word of God is taught. That is, it's put first place. You can't do it. You, you can't do without the word. And many a times in an Holy Ghost meeting, we teach via the inspiration of the moment. Just like what I'm saying, just like what I've been doing since, it's not 100% planned, honestly, because I came with a mindset to just flow with the Spirit of God on what to say. So in an Holy Ghost meeting, the Word of God is taught majorly like an inspiration. That is, what do people have to hear at that instance? What does God want you to hear at that instance in God's Word? Is an Holy Ghost meaning. So there will not be like a major emphasis on something. So the word of God is taught and the spirit of God is given a free course. That is, there is a free room of the workings of the spirit in and through every believer. And we, we, we've studied this over the years. We said the gifts of the spirit is classified into three. Aokara and... Um, who is this person again? I keep forgetting the other person's name. I know our Carter was involved, and they classified the gifts of the Spirit. The nine gifts of the Spirit, they do three. The utterance gift, the revelation gift, and the power gift. Utterance gift does with speaking. When it says utterance, that is something you will say with your mouth. That's tongues. Interpretation of tongues and prophecy. Every of those things, you will say them with your mouth. That's utterance gift. Revelation gift does with revealing, as simple as it is. Reveal. Something is being revealed to you. Something is uncovered. Something is being disclosed. In the revelation gift, we have the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and the discerning of spirit. That's the revelation gift. And we have the power gift. The power gift has to do with power. Something has to be demonstrated. In the power gift. When we say power gift, that means I must do something. So with power gift, that's the gifts of healing. Workings of miracle, the gifts of faith. Are you seeing it? So they classified the nine gifts and broke it down into three. I believe that's one of the sweetest things that happened to us in the body of Christ, that classification. Such that you can easily say, oh wow, how good I am with the utterance gift. I remember when we were much younger. We used to put ourselves into tests. We just like, can you flow with the? We didn't. We didn't know much into 
calling it revelation giver. Just say, can you flow with word of knowledge precisely? You're like, yeah, give me two word of knowledge. Uh, ha. And you have to, then it was like, for us, then we used to do like show off. So we're like, give me two word of knowledge. So we're like, okay, uh, we just say, okay, this brother, there's something about you, this and that. And we just speak, oh yeah, it's true, it's correct. So this brother, because you can easily be tell yourself, because the scripture says, covet endlessly the best gifts. So you can seek to get better. Oh yeah, I'm seeking to get better. If there's anything I want the most, walkings of miracles, I want to see power life's limbs. I want to see a dwarf come up. That's, that's one of my desires. That I lay hands on the dwarf and it comes up. Oh boy. I, I desire strongly. I've not seen it happen. I've not seen... I want to see somebody... You know, some people have hands, but their hands stop here. I want to see it come out. That's workings of miracles. Where you lay hands on the person and... I've not seen it yet. I'm trusting God I will. I, I, sometimes I used to tell my friends, let's go. There's one day we we're planning a village outreach where we, I mean, not, not, not in the not in US now, where we're planning just to go and heal the sick on things like this, where we just, you know, see several Because we, it's something that the believer must desire. Sometimes I, sometimes we're going on the streets, maybe me and my friend, we're, we just see someone like, we're like ah, Emuji, let's do something now. <laughs> let's do something. Let's not let this person go. Because you want to get better. You, you, you can get better with the things of the spirit. You can. Your flow of it can be sharper. I've learned to, over the years, know how... Just, see, if you... If, let, me t- let, let, me, let me tell you let me tell you a gist about me. If you know how to listen to what I'm saying in the, my sermons, you will know how to be blessed the most. I've learned how to channel, instead of telling people, just going directly and just saying things and say, you, you are going through this, you, you are going through this. I've just learned over the years to put it very well in the teaching. Kenneth says that if there's something called the preacher's anointing, such that the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom can flow much better on someone who teaches very well. So instead of going through, mm, I see this, I'll just talk, away, talk about it in the way of admonition, but you will not, you, that's why I teach people to, be, to listen and be attentive enough. You will just think, oh, pastor is just teaching. Not when I'm actually addressing your case. You have to be very smart. It's when, I, it's, it's when we have services, maybe like glory night, where we have services where people are not too used to maybe, maybe my teaching or something. I just, you know, call cases, call, I just like, okay. And most, if you notice most of the time, those people that we call, that, that come out on those cases are not church members. Because I expect many other times that a typical someone who listens to me will know how to pay attention when I'm teaching. Oh, yeah, because that's where I will call your case. That is, I've learned how to do it over the years. Before, when I was much younger, I was, just, I was very raw. I didn't know how, to, I didn't have fitter. <laughs> I would just say, yeah, hey, this, this is what you did last night. <laughs> and it does not look like I offended the person. But sometimes I know something. I'm just not talking about it. Oh, it happens all the time. I tell people, I say, you, you, barely, can, you barely cannot lie to me too much. Because over the years, I had to reduce it. I had, I had to reduce it. Because one of the things I desired strongly the most in my early days of my Christian work was the revelation gate. Oh boy, I, I just loved this so much. I prayed, I, was just, I, need, I was like, oh boy, I need to do this. So 
it got so high that, oh, and you know, sometimes I think about it, I like, I need to go back to those days. It got so high that if you lie to me like this, let's say you're having a conversation, you lie to me, I will pick out the lie from your conversation. Let's say you're having like 100 percent, I will just pick out the lie and spot it. I say, that, this thing you said is a lie. Because it's like, it, it, when you're talking to me, it goes through like a scanner. So, but over the years, I just, so you're not going to look at you, you're a mystery to people. I just, I just say, oh, you can't talk to me again. So I just have to, I just have to reduce it. Don't gonna look like, ah, the pastor is another Jesus. Ah. So he, the so now I'm, he's not. I won't, I won't lie to you and say it's that hundred uh, percent. So don't be, don't be scared. So say, ah, all the love lie to pastor. <laughs> don't be scared. Don't worry, I will build it up again. I need to, I really need to build it up again. So that, oh yeah, I, I've done it for several people. I'll just pick out the lie and say, that statement is a lie. They say, ah, how do you know? Ah, yeah. How you tell your pastor, how did you know? No, that's the idol. It's just like somebody came to me one day. Person he asked for prayer. And I just said, you know, I see this. And the person said, ah, how do you know? Ah, what did you expect when you were coming here for prayer? <laughs> no, no, tell me now. You know, some people are funny. What did you expect when you were coming? When you say, pastor, pray for me. And I said, I just heard the person and I just said, I see this um, before we pray. I just see this. Ah, how do you know? Ah, what were you expecting? It's maybe the person have gone to different places where they just pray. What are you expecting? If it's somebody very close, I'll just advise the person around something. I'll just go, go around it. I'll just, I don't have to now, you know, make it obvious. Do you get it? But you can be better. I'm saying all these stories to steer you up. That's what I'm doing. You can be better with them. And let me tell you. Let me, let me tell you how to flow with this thing. You know, how many of you have had, I'm sure all of you have had this experience. How many of you have had this experience of, you are not supposed to do something. You now did it. And the Spirit of God already told you not to do it. Then you now say, ah, something was telling me not to do it too. How many of you have had it? Oh, everybody. If you have paid attention to that thing the most, you will have been better. <laughs> that's it that's how, as simple as that thing is I don't like to call it that thing as simple as the Holy Ghost is that is how simple it is to flow with the Holy Ghost so that means I tell people the best the doorway to the supernatural is tongues if you can talk in tongues a lot you can flow with almost mm, almost I'm, I'm careful but I will tell you Almost all the gifts of the Spirit. If you can talk in tongues a lot, you will flow with almost all. Because it's the doorway. It's the starting point. If you want to call a word of knowledge, now, I don't, now because of experience and over time practice and everything, I don't have to start in tongues all the time. If I call somebody's case out and say, okay, there's somebody here, you're going through this. I don't have to. But sometimes I have to. But the best way I teach people is, just start out in tongues. When you say, okay, you want to minister to this person, and you just start out in tongues, you will have a word. We are going to practicalize it in this service. So I'm teaching you now. You are going to do it. Oh, yes, you are going to do it. Because you have to learn how to flow with the Holy Ghost. Yes. Such that, I, I keep asking people questions. I said, in Act 9, they said, a certain disciple named Ananias, he responded to the Spirit of God via visions. Ah, that thing shook me. When they say a certain disciple in Scripture is an aminotic, it's just to show you a regular church member. 
So that means if we can teach, and you know that, that's what brought about and helped Paul till today. So that means if the early church did not do their job, you know, God probably would never have talked to Peter and John because they would probably have argued. Ah, a whole book around wants to become saved. I hear you what I'm saying. He had to use maybe a normal person who is pliable, who is, who is susceptible to the Spirit of God, a normal church member. And I say, what if he, what if he wasn't taught? And I used to say, that I say, even in church today, many of what we do today in church around the world, ministry, I didn't pick it a lot. Though. It's not me that picked everything. No, I didn't. It was some of you that just came to me and said, Pastor, I just think we should do this in this way. I said, ah, that's a good suggestion. Let's go. And that was God talking to us. Yes. It's not everything. And that's, that's why a pastor has to teach his members properly. So that they can be that flow. Are you getting what I'm saying? So in an Holy Ghost meeting, the gifts of the Spirit, all the gifts of the... So as you even, as you even touch the person, let's say you want, to give, you, want to, you want to minister to somebody now. Come, you want to minister to somebody now. You don't say, oh, there's something. I'm not ministering to you, so don't. <laughs> and you hold the person and you just say, let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. And you're just praying in the Holy Ghost. You're just talking to the person in tongues. As you even hold the person and you're praying in tongues. Why are you praying in tongues? You know it's for a purpose, right? The praying in tongues is to get something that will edify the person. Because we already said in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2 that tongues is also is to God, but prophecy is to bless the person. So whatever you say out in English that edifies the person is prophecy. It's as simple as that. That's the interpretation of tongues and prophecy. Because you are first spoken in tongues. The interpretation, the what will really bless the person is that thing in English. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, as you now talk in tongues, you will now be very deliberate. Are you getting what I'm saying? And you will minister to the person. It's that simple. Are you getting what I'm saying? Thank you, sit down. It's that simple. So, as you hold the person's hand, you just, you just, you have a word. God will give you something. Don't be scared and say, it's not coming. The very minute you put your head into it, it's not coming. You can't have a word for the person. I don't have that mindset. No. Never. Almost how many years I don't have the mindset. I will always minister and bless life. That's the mindset I have. You know, I taught you doing something before somebody like me doing something that this ministering the things of God also deals with your mindset. I taught you that. When you want to minister healing, sometimes it also deals with your mindset. That what do you see when you see a somebody on the wheelchair? And I remember my first approach to somebody on the wheelchair. I was so scared. So scared. I thought the person, I, I just thought that, oh, this person will never stand up. That, oh, what if he never works? All of those thoughts were wrong. And he never, it didn't work that time. It didn't work because my mindset was distorted. Oh, what if he never works? Oh, what if, okay, what if he works? I don't get you what I'm saying. So in an Holy Ghost meeting, Remember what I said. The word of God is preached or taught. The things of the spirit are in demonstration. The needs of the people are met. Ah, they met. They are not met via sharing rice. They are not met via, <laughs> they are not met via giving them money. 
They are met via the things of the Spirit. Let me tell you, the best thing, the best way I can bless you, yes, would I, that's my responsibility, help show, make sure that people are okay naturally, welfare, all of those things, that's fine. But the best way to minister to you is to make sure that your needs are met spiritually. That is, I pray for you, I minister to you, I ensure that your life is blessed, that's why you are in service. Other one is secondary, which is okay, which is not a problem. Are you getting what I'm saying? Church is opened. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm. You're not gonna think I'm criticizing everything. Let's <laughs> go. No. And all the believers are their needs are all of them they, are, they live and there's joy and rejoicing. Now look at the first Corinthians 12 as well. This way I'll close today. I will continue it next week. But are you learning something? Are you sure? This, this, this thing I'm teaching you, I, I, I know I might be a bit fast, but that's because I, I tell you, I, I teach this over the years. It's one of my biggest joy, such that, let me tell you one of my greatest joy in this life, is that the people that I teach, they know God's word intently, and they can minister the things of the Spirit well. It's, that thing gives me more joy than you have money, I'm telling you. Yes, you have money, but to be honest with you, that's not what gives me the biggest joy. What gives me the biggest joy is that you are growing in the world, you can explain the knowledge of God's word accurately, and you can heal the sick. You can give people word of knowledge. You know, it's sweet, right, that an usher comes to a church, that a newcomer comes to a church, and the way we welcome the newcomer is, without even knowing the person's name, the usher just says, your name is Cardio. I say, oh, yeah. And is this something like that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I just, I just, wait, because when you just say, I didn't even know the name, so I'm so sorry. That, that, that's, this is actually how it works. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is that, it's just, I'm just doing this, practical and I just call somebody's name. Is that, and that's because it's over the years, practice. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's not like you are giving an example, you are calling someone's. That, that's why I refrain from people giving example these days. So that I will not go and talk about something that I should not, I should not go and. <laughs> I should not go and talk. Are you getting what I'm saying? No. I, I didn't even know. I didn't even know his name before. It's now that I just know it, honestly. It's now I just know your name. I didn't know. Scott. Uh, <laughs> anyway. But are you learning something? You see how easy it is. You know, you would say, oh, our story is because mm -mm. it's that easy, actually. Such that an usher comes into the church, and a newcomer comes into the church, and just say, ah, your name is this and that and that, and you are going through this. And the person is already blessed before even hearing the word. You know, the person's mind will be ready to hear the word, but wondering, ha, if an usher can do this, what, how much more the pastor? I mean, I'll just teach what I'll go. <laughs> but that basically will be, he said it will be opened to receive that spiritual. Look at 1 Corinthians 12 verse 1. Let me, let's close with this one. And we'll just practice it. Are you ready to practice things of the Spirit? You want to bless somebody's life. You want to give them word of knowledge, word of wisdom. What, of, what is a word of knowledge? A word of knowledge is accurate details of the past or the present. Now, let me see if I can do it practical. Accurate, accurate details of the past. When I say past, I mean what has happened before today. That is, that can be a detail of, a word of knowledge can be a detail of your name, your phone number, your street address, 
Paul, he says, you, you, you see in, in um, Act 9, he says, go to a street, call street, you, for you find a man, Saul of Sardis, for a prayer, accurate detail. That means if he has a postcode, you will have told him, 14623. <laughs> you will have told him. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's a word of knowledge. What's a word of wisdom? A word of wisdom is equal to almost like prophecy, such that you can tell the person and say, I just perceive that God is about to do this for you in, in the next couple of... Are you getting what I'm saying? You just tell the person something, you just bless the person. It's like you are praying, it's not like, it's not prayer, but it's like you are praying for the person, but blessing the person. Giving the person a futuristic something. That's word of wisdom. Like saying, you know, God will open um, a door for you. You know, like saying, uh, okay, so I, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me see if I can give, let me see if I can give some, let me, let me see if I can give some word of knowledge and word of wisdom. Let's see. Uh, who, who, is, who is here? You, uh, now, I, want, I, I want to, what I'm doing now is an intentionality. Watch what I'm doing. I want to call a detail that you have ne probably you have never told me and you have never shared with anybody here. Never. So, I, I, and look at what I'm doing now. I'm being intentional about what I want to do and I will do it. I want to call a detail you have not shared with anybody in this church and you have not told me. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, I see someone you in your in in like your probably your 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 um is this secondary school or your high school days you seem to be very you seem to they used to call you the word pastor who is the person they called you the word like a ah, pastor they, they looked up to you as a like a preacher of the word who is the person i, I just saw your secondary school and uh, I, I saw you in your high school days I'm not trying to bless you. I'm just doing practical. So, who is the person? Is you? Okay, cool. Good. Have you shared that detail with anybody in this place before? Okay, cool. Are you seeing how it works? That's exactly how it works. And how did I just see it? I just saw it. And it's that easy. So, that means when you talk to somebody, as you bless somebody in the next couple of minutes, something can be shown to you too. Are you getting what I'm saying? As you talk in tongues, me, you know, I didn't have to talk in tongues, but it's because I've done it over the years and I mastered... Are you getting what I'm saying? So look at, that's why Paul said in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 1, he says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. That means you can't be ignorant about spiritual gifts. No, you can't. You can't be ignorant about the way to minister the things of the Spirit. You can't be ignorant. And the thing is, for, I'll, just, I'll just continue in that flow. For you, is that God is going to, that same word they are calling you then, is going to come to pass. That's actually what I see. Such that you will be responsible for the lives of people once more again. So get ready for it and give yourself the training. It's going to come. In fact, let me, in fact, let me, let me even tell you what I just saw again. There's a prophecy on you. Somebody told you, one, two, three. Yeah. Three people have told you that you are going to do it. That you are going to be a preacher of the word. I've seen, I see one. I see two. I see three. Three people have told you this. Yes? Is it true? Uh, so that, that's how it works. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you must know how to... Am I, am I guessing? <laughs> have, have you told me this before? You know that's why preachers ask, have you, have you told me this? Do you share it with anybody in this church before? Ah, better. So you're not going to think... Uh, it, does it relate to you too? Oh, it relates to you? Ah, exactly. So that's, that's actually how it works. It's so general. You even prophesied it. Ah, so, <laughs> is, that, is that easy? 
So you can so you can minister and bless lives that way. And you so that means it's not just the pastor alone. I just showed you an example. Right? Now you are saying, hey, pastor, mm-mm. that same thing I just did, you can do it. Are you getting what I'm saying? How? You just talk, we're going to group ourselves into one, two, three, and you just minister to the person there accurately. Accurately. Say, I can do it. Uh, it does, you, you see, you know, I taught you something. I said, you can't be scared, right? You can't be having a wrong mindset. No, you can't. The, you see what I just did? I, you know, I told you, I said, I will share a detail that. No, imagine I, I was having a wrong mindset. I'd say, ah, what if I miss the detail? Hope you know I will never get the detail. Have that mindset that I am going to bless a life this evening. And that means whatever will come up. And how, do, how would you start? You start in tongues. Because I told you, the easiest way to go about it, if nothing is shown to you, let me tell you, see, it's not every time that everything is shown to a preacher. I won't lie. Ah, I won't lie. But let me tell you one thing that doesn't feel. If you just talk in tongues, things will come. It will, it will ne- tongues will never fail. Never. Because it's, you are communicating with you like, ah, God, I beg go. <laughs> it's like, God, I beg, show me something. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Tongues will never fail. Never, never. So, you might not be able to start out like me and just go directly. But you can always go in tongues. Just talk in tongues. Mando, Sefred, Diska, Lesko, Frashki, Skiske, Sevanamandos, Efredes, Aziso, Prananda, Sasises. And you know, I, I, I see someone too. You, you seem to be uh, veering for... You have this desire in your heart, not met. And, and I heard the Spirit of God telling me, and saying, oh, I mean in the natural, you're just doing things, going about with certain things, and you just feel like, no, I, I want this to be done. I really want this to be done. This is, this, this especially, you, it's like saying you want it this way. I'm saying this because this is general. I have to go general. Now, I can tell you, I'm teaching you because uh, I'm doing teaching practice. What I'm doing, what I did now is because I want to make sure that whatever I will say will cut across almost everybody, so that, that is why I went the way I went, not just for one or two specific, but across everybody. I, I see that you, you, you want it in a very specific way, like this is how God must meet it. And I, I hear something saying, well, just be at rest, just be at peace. That's, that's what I hear God say, just be at peace. It's going to come to pass in that very specific way. It's, it's going to come to pass. Do you just see what I just did? I just went in tongues, right? And I'm able to bless people, right? So that means you can do the same. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that means as you talk in tongues and bless life, something can be shown to you, right? Right? That means you can see something. Whatever you claim to you is not, don't guess it. Uh, don't second guess it. I remember when I was, play for me, I close. I remember when I was much younger. In the things of the spirit, I, 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 I won't forget. I used to see things a lot. Like somebody can be walking past me like this in the market or something. And I'll just be seeing things about the person. But I'll be so scared to say it. I'll just be feeling, what if I was wrong? What if I was wrong? Till one day, I won't forget. I, we had a leader's meeting. If it was in that meeting that day, I, I wonder how it was. Like, that was years ago, quite so many years ago. And I just picked everybody one by one, about 10, 15 people. Picked everybody one by one. I said, I'm not going to hold back again. I'm actually really seeing things. 
and I picked everybody and everybody was like, ha, how did you see it? How did you know? I said, I don't know. I just, <laughs> what I just saw. So don't second guess whatever shown to you at that minute. You were not thinking it. You were not. Even if, let me tell you something I've saw, that I've observed as a, as a ministry. One thing, that, one thing that happens to me when I'm ministering is that if you tell me something like this, I might forget. But when I'm on the pulpit, I might not, I, I don't remember. So I might call you out. You may say, ah, Pastor, but I told you that. Time. Ah, me, I do not remember what you told me. <laughs> it's what I saw, I say. Sometimes if I'm not very conscious, I'll not say, oh, let's talk about it later now. I cannot call you and say, let's talk about it later. I just had something that you probably told me about. I remember there was somebody, I was preaching somewhere in another country in um, 2019. Me and this person, we actually slept on the same bed. We went to the same meeting. Not, not necessarily the same bed, but we went to the same meeting together. The person who saw me as I was preparing everything, we took the same bike. I mean, it's not car. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, we took the same bike to the meeting together. And as I got to the meeting, the first word of knowledge was the person. Ah. The person came out and said, pray, pray for me. I said, bro. <laughs> I had to think. Bro. Did you not just come from the same house? Why did you not tell me? I will pray for you at home. Pray for me now. <laughs> it's me that is having the problem. And he said the issue left immediately. So you don't commonize believers meetings. So don't commonize what you see, right? Don't, you will also hear things. I'm teaching you because that is how it happens. So that means that you want to minister to that person. These are the these are not sermons you hear everywhere. Oh yeah. I know why I'm teaching you because I want you. This is why. This is actually what a local church to do. To teach you the things of the spirit. Believers must be taught. Jesus taught his disciples how to heal the sick. He taught them how to flow with the things of the spirit. Since he gave them power in that in Matthew thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? And they were able to do it. So that means we can do. You must be taught how to do it, not to be seen the pastor as a superstar. There's a role for that. And we'll study that later. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? I believe God made me go through certain experiences around things so that I can be able to teach you how to flow with it. Are you getting what I'm saying? If we have supernatural committee show, show, we are the word and the things of the spirit. Ah, you must know how to pick somebody and say, Without the person telling you and say, well, this is what is going on. Such that you can even pick phone numbers. You can pick dates. They are not demonic. They are not demonic. It says, go to a street called Street. The house of one Thanos. You will see a man called Paul. He says, for he prayed. Ha! Ah. So that means if there was a false code, if there was an address, he would have called it. So that means you can hear things. That thing you hear might not make sense. But ask the person, go around and say, something like and you can just see you can just perceive something in your heart that the Lord is doing this for this person are you getting what I'm saying can we do it can we do it okay our time is fast but let's spend about five minutes we can be very see if there's anything I learned you can be very intelligent with the things of the spirit very intelligent in my earlier days I wasn't I won't lie to you I just was very raw very but now look, look at what I'm saying I've gone, I've, I've mastered, not mastered, let me not say, I'm, I'm still learning how to be a preacher. And such that when I'm preaching, if you learn to listen to me well, there is nothing you are going through I won't cut across. Either by a joke, 
by a way of deviation or by an exhortation are you talking about it it's not possible that's why that's one of the benefits you have in coming to this place Just, I, you, that's why you, you, you must not sleep in salmon no? that's where God is answering your prayer actually oh. my own no every picture has the way they flow I mean, I'm telling you I've just learned I will just go either, either it's a joke or it's a I will tell you I will just I will just see that wisdom about it maybe you're confused about something so you know you can help somebody I perceive that many of you in today's meeting that we have you will help people out with the wisdom are you getting what I'm saying you just help them out like oh this what God will have you do about this situation are you ready to do this you sure you sure there's always a first time you know you can do it all right let's be on our feet let's be on our feet ready to flow with the Holy Ghost keep playing for me <laughs> keep playing for me for now ready to flow now let's do something say I can flow intelligently with the Holy Ghost what are we doing we are putting our words in motion right and we'll see what we are saying right guys alright say I can flow with the utterance gift I can flow with the re- revelation gift I can flow with the power gifts I can see I can hear and I can minister in the name of Jesus alright now let's do something go around look for somebody and let's do it together go around somebody neutral not your friend so that you, you will intelligently flow with the person let's do it keep playing before you, you flow oh especially those of you in uh, uh, those of you workers go around especially people and just you know help them to and let them be that flow okay you can be three in a group you can be two but everybody should let's do some let's let's just you know I told you what will work tongues will never fail so you the best way to start is tongues as you are talking in tongues what are you waiting for you are waiting for something right something can be shown to you something can be some you can just see something you can hear something or you can perceive like you just have a feeling about something say it out you are never you are not wrong the devil is not here so don't think he's demonic <laughs> hallelujah are you ready? Alright, let's go about let's do it now. Let's let's go fucking thongs and let's go. You are blessing me Let's go about it. We have five more five minutes to do this. Five minutes. Five minutes to be intelligent with the things of the spirit. Yeah, you, you are already catching something. Be bold to say it out. Yeah, you are already perceiving something already. I see someone, you are already perceiving it. Talk. Stop the meeting and talk. Don't say hallelujah, just talk. You are already perceiving something. Say wisdom. You are not wrong. You are not wrong. You are not wrong. wrong you are not wrong you can flow intelligently you can flow don't be afraid of making mistakes it, it is in the local church you will you can make the mistake and you get it clearly but there is no mistakes tonight the 
song you already have a wisdom for the person this is pre-camp meetings we have a pre-camp meeting when we come together the gifts of the spirit in our midst pre-camp meeting If you are led to lay hands, do it. If you are led to lay hands on someone, do it. As we gather in your name, as we gather as your son, heaven is here. Heaven is here. minutes ensure that the other person speaks two more minutes you can bless don't be scared don't be scared two more minutes that feeling of sadness that you have been experiencing in the last couple of days is gone feel free bless the person you can pick things anything can be revealed in this atmosphere One more minute, ensure that everybody speaks. Say that thing in your heart, say it out. You are right, you are not making a mistake. it we see we see we know yes you can bless the person you can pray for the person you can lay hands on the person you can receive a wisdom believers that define one another when we gather together if you are watching us online do I tell you now? Use the chat button. <laughs> you can pick something for someone, the chat button. Use it and edify the person. I'm giving us two more minutes so that we can flow very well. Because I see it that is rushing on some of you like an overflow. You're just seeing things, you're just picking it. Keep saying it. I'll give us two extra more minutes. Be bold, be bold, be bold. Right, you're not wrong. You're right, you're not wrong. 
That thing you saw was not wrong. You are thinking, what if I miss it? Well, you miss it now, you get it better. <laughs> We see, we know, heaven 